Hello and welcome to Rooted Together. I'm your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we're going to continue our journey through the book of Acts in chapter 24 with an episode entitled, The Journey, Part 4. As has been the theme in Acts, it is at times of great difficulty, great pain, that the kingdom of God grows. For Paul, in this chapter, he is in prison, at first for five days, and then a trial, and then for two years. During this time, Paul is never charged with anything. He's never found guilty, just imprisoned, and we might add, unjustly. But Paul, knowing that such a circumstance provides gospel opportunities, doesn't focus on the negatives more than he focuses on Christ. It is our challenge to focus on Jesus and not merely what is happening to us. And in Acts chapter 24, Paul, from prison, has many gospel opportunities. This chapter really does encompass the belief that God bends all things to his will. Think of Romans chapter 8, of God working all things for the good of those who are called even in the case of prison. Paul has waited five days for a trial. His opponents stroll in with false gratitude, speaking empty platitudes. Let's look at verse 2 and verse 4 to kind of see what I'm talking about here. It says, when Paul was called in, Tortillus began to accuse him and said, we enjoy great peace because of you, talking to Felix, and reforms are taking place for the benefit of this nation because of your foresight. We acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix, with utmost gratitude. But so that I will not be a burden to you any further, I request that you be kind enough to give us a brief hearing. And he basically then proceeds to accuse Paul falsely of things Paul, in fact, has not done. Oh, how their kindness and their respect drip with hypocrisy. Tortullus and other Jews with them accuse Paul and lie and make up many false claims. And you can read those in verse 5 and 6 in the following verses there. We will face people who drip of kindness but spit venom. We will face false claims and misrepresented beliefs. This happens often especially with social media. I have encountered many people who think they know what I believe, and they use great craft in twisting my words to sound off. We will meet such people. Listen, don't fixate on their words. Realize the opportunity we have to share the gospel. Notice Paul's response to all of these things, all of these misrepresentations and false claims. First, he's respectful to Felix. And second, he corrects the record. That's important. He doesn't just take the lies, he corrects them. Third, he is bold and open about his belief in God. And by mentioning the way, that would be Christianity or the church at the time they were known as the way, 
and he mentions Jesus. So, so notice he's bold and open about it by mentioning the fact that he follows the way. He is a believer in Jesus. Regardless of who is our leader and their stances on whatever, God is honored when we are respectful, when we need to be respectful. Think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and King Nebuchadnezzar. They are facing the false claims and facing a fiery furnace. They are breaking the law, and the thing is they realize we're not breaking the law, and they tell Nebuchadnezzar, with all respect, they say, King Nebuchadnezzar, we understand what you're saying, but we're not going to worship you, but they're respectful even as they realize they're going to die, or they very much could die unless God intervenes. We must address false claims as well, though. Notice Paul addresses in this chapter the false claims that have been brought against him. When someone misrepresents our belief, we are right to kindly, and there's the important and operative word there, kindly present a correct account or correct the bad teaching. This is not a this is not a excuse or an opportunity to belliger people and to and to belittle people and to yell at people or to be rude or in any in any way this is an opportunity to show with kindness and respect that they're wrong and correct them now that might mean being forceful and correct them saying you're wrong and you can tell them what you've said is absolutely a lie that's that's not i'm not saying you can't say that you need to tell people that what you're saying is not true but do it in a way that reflects the gospel But in our attempting to vindicate ourselves, look at it this way, in our attempt to vindicate ourselves, don't miss a chance to point to Jesus. Correcting people about the things we believe is not an opportunity to make ourselves right in their eyes, but to make much of Jesus. I think this is where we, and especially me, often err. We're great at correcting, and I can correct someone's wrong Uh, or misinterpreted words that I said and they misinterpret me or they misconstrue what I say or they just twist my words. I'm very good at correcting that. But I'm also good at neglecting a chance to share Christ through that. And so notice, and I'm, I'm being very transparent here, I am good at attacking the wrong beliefs or the when they take my beliefs and they twist it, I, I'm good at countering that. But the problem is we can't just counter it for countering its sake. We must do it in a way that makes much of Christ and is an opportunity to share the gospel with the person that is misrepresenting us. That doesn't mean they're going to believe. I don't think anyone left Paul's meeting. Um, or Paul's trial, thinking, well, maybe Paul was right, but at least he did it respectfully, kindly, and it gave an opportunity to share Christ. When things aren't going well with our circumstances, look to Christ. Whether that be, in Paul's case, the fact he was in prison or that people were falsely accusing him, no matter the circumstance, Paul looked to Christ. No matter your circumstances, look to Christ. Focus on Christ more than your circumstances. That's hard to do when right now 24-7 news pours into our phone, pours into our computers, pours into our radios, pours into our TVs, and it comes at us from all angles, but we must even more focus on Christ, even more turn to God's Word. You'll find yourselves pointing people to Christ if you do this, in good times and in bad times. 
So as we continue to read and to look at this chapter, we we see that Felix had heard of the way. He was actually familiar with it, and he was interested. So he ends the trial with no decision. I don't think he thought for a second that the people presenting against Paul had any case, but he heard him anyway. Uh, But he decides, even though he doesn't really think they have a case, to keep Paul in some sort of what we would call house arrest, where he has some freedoms to see people, to meet people, to send letters out. He's sort of in a jail, more of a a house prison, so I would call it house arrest, so that he can hear Paul tell him more about Jesus. He does that to keep Paul available. So Paul's situation, while not ideal for Paul's freedom, has given him chances and opportunities to talk about his faith in Jesus with a governor. So let's look at verse 24, and you can really see that played out here. So it says, several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, and sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of what? Of faith in Jesus Christ. Now, as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and judgment, the judgment to come, it says that Felix became afraid and replied, leave for now, but when I have opportunity, I'll call for you. And at the same time, he was also hoping that Paul would offer him money. So he sent him, he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. And I can have, I can go ahead and predict that he would probably converse about his faith in Jesus. Paul was given a great platform to share Christ. Think of Paul's life to this point. After becoming a believer, it was full of trials and tribulation, and yet it was full of how Christ was with him through it all. Sometimes the pain of our pasts paint a beautiful mosaic of God's glory, grace, and provision. As we conclude this episode, we leave Paul in prison for two more years with Philip, or sorry, Felix, rather, Felix, and left there even when the regime changed to Festus. We have seen how God used Paul's unjust imprisonment to bring him glory. God opened the door for the gospel proclamation and kingdom growth, even as Paul was in prison, even unjustly. God bends all things to his will. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus and not on ourselves or our circumstances. Christ redeems our circumstances. Let us lift Christ high when we suffer. Talk to others about our faith in Jesus, especially during those times. Let us lift Jesus high when things are good all the same. I'd like to thank you for listening to Rooted Together, and I look forward to joining you next time later this week in chapter 25. I'll see you there.